Hi, and welcome to the Sit Down with Suzanne podcast. I am your host, Suzanne. Well, who is Suzanne, you might be asking? Well, I am a motivational speaker, a life coach, a minister, and a leader with over 20-odd years of experience leading multi-million dollar corporations. And I am also a published author of the book, Detoxifying Leadership, which is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Walmart, and many other platforms. So welcome to season two of the Sit Down with Suzanne podcast. This is episode two. For those of you who tuned in for the very first episode, Breast Cancer Awareness and you, I thank you and I appreciate you. So to all my returning listeners, thank you so much. And to all my new listeners, welcome. I hope you stick around for a while. So this episode, I really wanted to talk about something that's very important, and it is the upcoming elections on November 3rd. And I get, you guessed it, I am talking about the power of your vote. I did talk about voting in season one, but I really wanted to talk about voting again because it's just so important. With the election being only 10 days away, why is it so important that you go out and vote? Why is everyone saying that this is one of the most important elections of your lifetime? And I truly believe that it is. It is one of those elections that you have to stand up and stand for something because there's not just one issue that's at stake. There is a plethora of issues that are at stake. There is common decency. There is morality. There are literal lives at stake in this upcoming election. So let's ensure that we have a game plan. Um, I'm not sure if there are people that are undecided or on the fence right now, um, but I'm pretty clear where I'm going to vote. And I hope that you are pretty clear too. But for those of you who might be on the fence, I really want to encourage you to really look at the issues and you know what's important to you, what's important to others, and truly what's important to just basic common decency. So this This upcoming election on November 3rd is, like I mentioned, one of the most important elections of our lifetime, and there is just so much at stake. There's three questions I think you should ask yourself for this upcoming election. Number one, what's at stake? Okay? What's at stake, not just for you, but what's at stake for this entire country? I believe that the entire future of democracy in the United States is at stake right now. I believe that morality is at stake. I believe that the lives and um, the livelihood of Black people and people of color are at stake. I believe that immigration's at stake. I believe that healthcare is at stake. I believe that education is at stake. I believe that our relationships with foreign countries is at stake. I think that so many people that used to respect the United States no longer respect the United States. So you really have to ask yourself, what's at stake? in this election and really sit down and jot it down and just write down at least five things that you can think of immediately what's at stake. I remember the first time I voted, I came to this country as an immigrant. And when I was able to get my citizenship, I was very proud to cast my ballot, to cast my vote for President Barack Obama. And I know that millions of people voted for him, but I felt that my one vote helped. And you could not tell me anything. I just said, you know what? My vote helped get Barack Obama, President Barack Obama elected to office. That's how much I felt um, about my vote. 
The other question I think you should ask yourself is, why is your vote important? I think a lot of people think, you know, like this, and they're not undecided. They feel like nothing changes with my vote. And I think when President Obama got elected, a lot of people think that, you know, he would go in and everything would end. Racism would end and, you know, people will be okay. And he brought so much hope and inspiration. But what you have to understand that one person cannot change the entire system. And even though he was the president, um, there were oppositions, plenty of oppositions to everything that he proposed, everything that he tried to do. Um, and you know, some people did look at him as a savior. Um, and he was not a savior and he can't be a savior. You know, my faith is important to me. So Christ is my savior. Christ is our savior. So Barack Obama was a man. He became the first black man to be elected president of the United States. Um, and he did his best. There was a lot of things that he did. There's a lot of great things. And it's interesting to me now folks are saying that he didn't do anything, but I think if you look at the issues, you'll see that. That a lot of the things that he did was torted by what's happening in office. He had to face a Republican Senate. He had to, um, you know, face um, opposition from every single side. Look at what's happening right now with the Supreme Court. We had Barack Obama nominating Merrick Garland, and they blocked him. They wouldn't even give him a hearing um, because they were waiting for the next election. And this was months in advance. And right now. Now we have Amy, who is recommended by the current president, and they're pushing that through. With 10 days to go in the election, why can't we wait for the, the next president to choose the next Supreme Court justice, a position that is a lifetime um a position that is something that you don't get fired from. It is a lifetime um, assignment. Um, and, you know, with Amy, there's so many things that are at stake in terms of look at women's right and the right to choose what happens to their body. Now, I believe that everybody has the right to choose what happens to their body and it's between them and their God. I don't think the government has a right to dictate what happens to their body. Um, and because not everybody's story is the same and we assume that everybody's story is the same when we hear, you know, stories of abortion or things like that. And some people don't want to mention it. It's the word, you know, it's Voldemort. You don't want to mention it, but not everybody. And, you know, for most women to make that decision, to come to that decision, just the agony and the anguish that goes into it, um, you know, to tell them that they don't have the right to make that decision. So those are some of the issues that are at stake. So I think that we have to wait. And if the current president feels that he's going to win the election, then wait until after the election and let's do this right. Let's show the American people, let's show the world that we have the ability to do the right thing. Let's show them that we can make the right decision when we have to. Um, and you know, when President Obama was in office, he had so much opposition just in anything that he tried to do, which was vetoed. Um, I know currently it seems like, you know, we have a president that, you know, he says something and 
he has a Senate that goes along with him. The House of Representatives, they go along with him because it's Republican-led. And I really and truly wish that a few of them would have the backbone to stand up and say, hey, this is not right. This is not okay. Let's make the best decision for the entire human race. Let's make the the, the best decision for the humans in America, not a specific color, not a specific race, not a specific culture, but for human beings. That's it. That's the criteria. And unfortunately, a lot of them are not standing up. Why is your vote so important? And it's not only presidential elections that the votes are important. It is important at every single level. You have to get involved in your community. You have to vote for your state representatives. You have to vote for your senators. Now, the representative is in um, input power, I should say, for two years, senators in six years. And it's typically, there's a lot of seats that are up for grabs during an election year. So get involved, get informed, find out what their platform is. And if they've been the senator for a long time or the representative for a long time, you should be able to get uh, information in regards to what they have done. Did they live up to what they say they were going to do when they got elected the first time? They shouldn't automatically be given the seat because people are not voting. And I think a lot of times, you know, it happens, people decide that, you know, there's no change that's going to happen. So I'm just going to sit back. They don't get involved. And, you know, the lazy representative, the lazy senators are okay with that because you're not questioning them and they could go on and they could push their own personal agenda that doesn't benefit the the constituents that they serve. So vote get to the city, vote for mayors, vote for representatives, vote for city councilors, vote for DAs, make your voice heard. It is very important that you go out there and you do that. I mentioned that, you know, currently right now we have a Republican Senate. Um, they have the majority also in the House of Representative. Um, and you know, and truly what that means for you, um, unless they decide to vote with their conscience and stand up for what's right. They're going to continue to push for the agenda of, you know, the current president and what he wants. And we have seen that what he wants is not for the betterment of uh, people. And honestly, especially the best interests of the people of color, black people, um, you know, Native American people. Um, so you have to stand up. You need a president that has the entire nation's um, interests at heart. And this is my podcast. It is my personal opinion. And I gained this opinion based on what I am seeing happening out there. And, you know, everybody will say like the news distorts the event. Absolutely. And there is distortment that's happening. Not everything that's on the news, but I go ahead and I do my research and you can see what's happening when you see things that are happening live, when you hear things that are coming out of some his mouth. Um, and then they retract it and say, I didn't say it. When you heard them speak to it, then you have to wonder how can you trust somebody, um, to have your best interest at heart if they cannot even stand behind the words they say, even though there is photographic and video evidence of them saying this thing. So forget about the noise. 
and listen and watch and see what's happening. Um, the third question, and I think one of the most important you have to ask questions you have to ask yourself is, is this the America you envisioned? It is not. I came to this country years ago when I was a teenager. I came as an immigrant. I went to school. I worked hard. I've achieved a lot of things. Um, so I'm not expecting a handout because I'm a black woman, but I will tell you this, this is not the America I envisioned. This is not the America that I want for my kids. This America is filled with chaos. It's filled with hate. It's filled with vitriol and bile and negativity and it's depraved and the morality. Um, and I do believe that a lot of it comes from the current administration. Um, one of the things that I've heard a lot, it's saying that, you know, the president is a Christian and everyone's religion is personal to them. The Bible does say that we do have to respect those that have rule over us, but we also know that God will take care of his people. And we also know that sometimes the people that have rule over us are not the right people. Um, there is many examples in the Bible. Um, Pharaoh was over the Israelites and he did not treat them right. And God got his people out of there, right? So what I am saying is this, he has not shown any indication that he's a man of faith. And it's not even from him, you know, messing up the scripture um, and saying two Corinthians. That's, you know, I know a lot of people joke about that, but that's not even it. It's not about saying you're a Christian or even showing that you're going to church because he could go to church very religiously and um, worship in the secret, which I don't believe, but it's your action. Saying you're a Christian is one thing, but being a Christian is another thing. And a lot of people say that, you know, I'm not a Christian, I'm a believer and I get it, but you know what? I am a Christian. And to me, a Christian is somebody that's Christ-like. You model the way after Christ. And Christ was all about humility. Christ was about love. Christ was about showing the way to God. Um, and Christ was about accepting and opening, you know, the woman with the issue of blood, she touched the hem of his garment and she was healed. And, you know, he knew that she had faith. Um, you know, he touched beggars and, um, blind people and lepers and dead people. So he, was humble. He was the son of God, but he did not think that anyone was beneath him. And think about this current administration right now. Do we see humility? Do we see a person that exemplifies the love of Christ, unconditional love for everyone who's accepting, who's opening? Um, and yes, there is rebuke. God does rebuke us um, when we are doing the wrong things, but the person that's currently in charge, they are doing the wrong thing. So I get it. Folks are saying that, you know, he's a Christian. How? There has been no evidence um, that the president of the United States is Christ-like. Um, a lot of people also say that Mike Pence is a Christian and it is not my job to debate whether he is or not. Maybe he is a devout worshiper and he prays and, you know, he goes to church. But again, saying someone is a Christian um, and then seeing their action is two completely different things. 
But if he is a man of faith, and I pray that he is, and I'll continue to pray for him, I'll continue to pray for both of them, how can he blindly follow a man that is so clearly um, (laughs) just the opposite of what Christ believed? How can he just blindly, and I understand you have to do what you have to do for a job, um, but stand up, Mr. Vice President, show the world what Christianity is. And it's not sitting idly by why hundreds and hundreds of people are being persecuted and vilified and people killed. Stand up. You say you're a man of God, stand up and speak out. And that is my challenge. And, you know, even with Amy, the current Supreme Court pick, um, you know, I understand, you know, she said she's also a woman of faith. And I think a lot of times people use religion as a unilateral of a blanket cover to cover a multitude of sins and things that they do. Um, And then when you question them, they say, well, you're questioning my faith. And they choose to stand up for certain things, um, but then they overlook other things. Um, so, and why is it that they could not believe that Barack Obama was a Christian, was a man of faith, but they can believe Donald Trump and Mike Pence is a man of faith. Like really examine that and think about it. You don't have to give me the answer. I am on a podcast. You're listening to me. Um, you don't have to answer me back, but really stop and think about it and really think about the demonstration of character, the demonstration of empathy, the demonstration of kindness from all three gentlemen, Donald Trump, Mike Pence, and Barack Obama, and which one exemplifies Christian behavior of showing empathy and kindness to others. That's all I'm saying. So let's examine those things. So three things you got to ask yourself as you are coming up with your voting plan. Um, you know, for those of you who are voting for Donald Trump, I'm going to encourage you to really and truly examine the issues. Um, for those of you who are voting for Joe Biden, I am proud to say that I will be voting for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Um, one of the reasons why I'm voting for Joe Biden is this. He has made a lot of mistakes as we all do. We're human beings. But the thing is this, he is willing to admit that he made a mistake. He's willing to admit that he doesn't know everything and he is willing to make um, changes to his behavior going forward. Donald Trump has not admitted that he has made a mistake. He consistently boasts that he has not made a mistake. He consistently boasts that he is the best president ever. Um, Despite the world, despite, I should say, America falling down around his ears, this place is in chaos. The baby is screaming. The pot is boiling over. The dishwasher is overflowing. The machine is overflowing. And you're standing there saying that I have got this on the control. Let's ask for help. And I think that a change needs to happen. And personally, I, I truly hope that this November 3rd, that we will vote out of office Donald Trump, and we will elect Joe Biden, and we will give him an opportunity to change 
the trajectory of what's happening to America to change where we're going because I don't think anybody likes where they're going right now. I think the only person that's really and truly happy are the ones that this does not impact, the ones that this does not affect. Um, And there is a lot because if you're privileged and you have never come across certain things, then it doesn't impact you, it doesn't affect you. And I am very challenged to vote for a person who says that racism does not exist. Okay, I'm a black woman. Don't tell me racism doesn't exist. The racism exists. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I, you know, I can get into so much um, conversation with this, but it is that fear that you have as a black man, as a black woman stepping outside your house, going to the store, driving in your car, that is this the day that I don't make it home. You know, you can get pulled over by the police because they are racist cops. And like Chris Rock says, in the police force, you can't afford to have a bad apple. It's, you know, and I, and I, you know, he made a joke and he was saying it was kind of like, you know, one of the airlines and I don't remember what airlines he said saying, you know, some of our pilots are good, but you know, some of them crash like, okay. And I'm sure I'm messing up his joke, but it's like, you just can't say, you know, some pilots are good. Some pilots are bad. Would you drive, a, you know, fly on a plane with the, the bad pilot? No, it's the same thing. The police force, you cannot afford to have racist cops. And unfortunately, there's a lot of racist cops and there has been systems put in place um, that they wanted sensitivity training and racial training um, for police officer. And I do know that the current president doesn't believe in it and he is definitely working on dismantling it. Um, So I'm voting for Joe Biden because like I said, he has made mistakes and he's not afraid to admit that he has made mistake, you know, most notable the crime bill. Um, it was a mistake, um, but he's willing to go forward and willing to learn and work with people. And he's not looking at red states or blue states or whites or blacks or Spanish or, you know, Asian or any uh, Muslims, whatever culture. He's looking at everybody, the whole thing that makes up America. Um, Donald Trump thinks it's perfect. There's nothing going on. Even though we have more homegrown terrorists than we've ever seen has come out of the woodwork, like hatred, hate group, and things like that. Violence against other races and cultures that's happening so alarmingly. If you see the news, um, you know, how can you then say that racism doesn't exist? Tell that to Breonna Taylor, tell that to George Floyd, tell that to Ahmaud Arbery, Sandra Blunt, Philanda Castile, um, Tamir Rice, Trayvon Martin. There's so many names that I can't, Mike Brown, I mean, Ah, Khalif Broder, I mean, the Central Park Five, who, if you remember, the current president did call for the death penalty for them. Turns out they were innocent. Imagine if they were executed and, you know, years later they found out that these young men didn't do it. So racism doesn't exist. If somebody cannot see that, that the very core of a large majority of the American population is affected by something and they think that it doesn't exist. I mean, that's not who I want in charge of the country that I live in. And that's very simple. 
And I think that in a way, I do believe that Barack Obama is responsible for the presidency of Donald Trump because I think that he ran on the fact that a black man was elected president, right? So that's why he ran. The fact that how dare Barack Obama be so presumptuous as to run for president and have the gall to win and not only win once, but win twice. That's why he brought up the, you know, the Bertha information thing. You know, he was not, he's not an American. Let's disqualify him. And he came at him at every turn when he was a president. And now that he's a president, one of his main job is to dismantle almost every single thing that he has Barack Obama did as a president. You know, it's it's kind of like when somebody's married, right? So you're married, you get divorced, people get divorced, right? Um and you get remarried, but your new husband all he wants to do is talk about the old husband, how bad the old husband was and you know, the old husband wasn't bad, it's just you grew apart, right? Um and he is trying to break down the very house, the very core of what you guys accomplished together. Don't take that away. So I just, you know what? Let it go and move on. Focus on what you can do for the nation. Focus on what you can do to unite the nation. And and that's why I just can't wrap my head around somebody who spews so much hate and vitriol and bile and negativity and doesn't um, seek to unify us as a nation um, being the president. I think that we're fed up. I think personally, I am fed up. I need to see a president who has the best interest of every single person, every single race, every single culture, every single gender, um, believes that he, he wants to take care of everybody. And I'm, I'm not looking for a handout. I know people are saying, you know, people are looking for reparations. I am not. I've worked very hard. I've accomplished a lot and there's a lot more that I plan on accomplishing, but was it harder for me because I'm a black woman? Absolutely. And I do it again. I don't want a handout, but I also want to not have to fight these unnecessary battles, um, and these obstructions, these things that are thrown in my way, just because I'm a black woman, um, we need to be open to these conversations. We need to be having these conversations. So let's get your voting plan together. Examine the issues. I know that you are thinking, well, nothing's going to change. Trust me things are going to change. You know, I was listening to the Michelle Obama's podcast. Um, yep. She has a podcast just like me. Um, she wrote a book just like me, or I should say I wrote a book like her because I did start my podcast first. I started last year. She started it this year. Um, and she wrote a book and I just wrote my book this year. So, you know, we're almost the same person, right? I absolutely adore her. Um, but, you know, she was saying that she was not naive enough to think that when Barack Obama won the presidency that he would erase racism. And I don't think anybody was that naive. But I think a lot of people thought that if he went in, all the problems for black people would be over. And truthfully, it wasn't. And I think that the fact that he was a black man made it even more critical because then people are thinking, the people in power are thinking that, you know, that he's just going to push for the agenda of blacks. He's just going to 
advanced blacks. Um, and he was about all people. And look at his presidency. You could see that he pushed for and was working to advance the agenda for the entire United States. So she said that, you know, she didn't, she wasn't that naive, but a lot of people did think that. And I mean, I certainly didn't think that, but once again, I get back to voting why every single vote counts because he had opposition at every single turn. And right now, like I said, there's a lot of seats up for grabbing this election year. One of the biggest and most blatant racist, um, person is Lindsey Graham and his seat is up. He's up against, um, Jamie Harrison, like, you know, vote. There's a lot of things that are up for stake at this election. So let's make sure that we are exercising our rights to vote. So three things you got to ask yourself for this upcoming election. If you are decided, great. Hopefully you're voting for the right side. If you decided on Donald Trump, ask yourself, let's look at the issues. Um, you can still ask yourself these three questions, right? If you are voting for jo um, Joe Biden, Yes. But again, look at the issues and hold them accountable. You know, once he's in office, let's look at the things that he says he's going to do and hold him accountable to it. And then if you're undecided, really, really look at the issues. So the three questions to ask, what is at stake for this election? The democracy of America morality is at stake. Um, immigration is at stake. The rights of women are at stake. Um, healthcare is at stake. We know that there has been talk about overall in the Obamacare um, healthcare plan. Um, and there's been one that's been promised that's been forthcoming for a very long time. It hasn't materialized, but we do know that if it comes for, they're not going to look at people that has pre-existing conditions. And there's a lot of people with pre-existing conditions. So that is going to impact a lot of people. So really think about what's at stake for this election. Like I said, there's so many issues, not just one single issue. There's a plethora, a whole smorgasbord of issues. So think about the one that's more important to you. Um, think about the ones that's important to the people around you. Think about the ones that's important to America. Um, and then the next question you have to ask yourself, why is your vote so important? Because the truth is, if everybody thought their vote doesn't matter and they don't vote, then the wrong person could stay in office. The wrong person could win. Because if somebody is not doing their job right, they're not going to encourage you to go out there and vote to get them out of office. They're going to say, don't vote, don't whatever. You know, it's shady, all of that. They're going to encourage you to stay home and not vote and said nothing is going to change. Um, and then the third thing is, is this the America you envisioned? Protest demonstration, riots, people being killed on national television, uh, America being the laughing stock of the entire world. Every single day, it's like a different episode of a really, really bad reality show. And the sad thing is, this is our life. So, is this the America you envision? Even if you're one of the privileged one that it doesn't impact you happen to be born Caucasian um, and none of this doesn't impact you or affect you because you're able to live your life. And, you know, 
It happens because if it doesn't impact you, it doesn't impact you, it doesn't affect you, it doesn't affect you. But just really look at what's happening to your brethren, your brothers, your friends. Um, is this the America you envision? And stop saying, I have black friends, so I'm not racist, or my black friend is doing well, or my black friend is doing better than me, or things like that. Get outside of that thinking, that archaic thinking, and really and truly think about, is this the America I envision? People dying on the streets, blood being shed, a police officer holding his knees on the neck of a man, of a human being for eight minutes till they suffocate, a young woman being shot in her apartment, an EMT, an essential worker, Really, a 12-year-old boy being shot because he's playing with a toy weapon, is this the America you envision? And if this is not the America that you envision, I will urge you, I will encourage you to get a plan together and get out and vote. And until next time, this is Suzanne encouraging you, if you If this is the first time that you're listening to the Sit Down with Suzanne podcast, please subscribe and get caught up on season one so you can jump into season two. It's available on all major platforms. So go ahead and whatever app you listen to your podcast on, please download it. Go ahead and subscribe. Please share, please like, and please leave a review. And if you would like to connect with me personally, you can reach out to me at Suzanne at PositivelySuzanne.com. Until next time, this is Suzanne signing off and reminding you once again that your vote matters.